This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. And this is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And we are coming to you from the annual Flagle Conference here in beautiful Orlando. Flagle is the Florida Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders. And, you know, I just noticed something as I was walking around the halls here at the JW Marriott. This The conference is actually called, the title of this conference is Small Business Lending. So I'm telling you, Small Biz Florida is in the right place uh, this week uh, to be at this conference because it really is all about trying to get uh, capital into the hands of small business owners so they can start, grow, and expand. And I've got two of the most dynamic guests right now for Small Biz Florida. We've got our very, very good friend and uh, an important partner. We've got Althea Harris, uh, who serves as the Deputy District Director for the South Florida uh, District Office of the SBA. Althea, a great honor and pleasure to have you on Small Biz Florida. Thank you so much, Tom. It is a perfect delight to be with you. I, I love it. And then, of course... Small Biz Florida, there's no limit to uh, to who we can interview on this show. Uh, we have gone big time here. Uh, we have got Alan Thomas, who serves as the SBA uh, Regional Administrator. Uh, uh, Alan, uh, thank you for taking time out of the conference here today and be with us on Small Biz Florida. Let me tell you, Florida is just a phenomenal market for SBA. It's so good to be here with you, Tom, and look forward to it. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Uh, Alan, you oversee the SBA programs, offices, and operations in the SBA's uh, Southeast region, serving Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> how do you do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as I mentioned in my comments uh, to, to Flagle in, in, yeah. in, in our launch there, um, uh, my office is at 32,000 feet. <laughs> Right, so uh, sure. we, we spend a lot of time uh, technically, um, you know, our, my suite of all, we're, we're, my team is in Atlanta, but we, we spend a lot of time, as you know, SGA, SGA does so much. I mean, SBA, we were involved from disaster recovery, which we're very involved in, you know, in, oh, you know, yeah. in providing that, that level of lending, traditional lending, uh, you know, with the 504 and 7A and so many programs we're involved in. But, but, you know, also uh, post-pandemic, I mean, it's been quite a time. Yes. Uh, the profile of, profile of SBA definitely was raised significantly the past yes. couple of years. You know, filling that role and, and the people that you have, have been your friends at SBA for so many years right. just picked it up and went to work. Time. I'm so no. proud of everybody in Florida. I mean, yeah. uh, just a tremendous job. Yep. And, you know, um, we had uh, Janelle Hine on earlier and Janelle made the comment. She said, we sort of used to be the best kept secret, not anymore. Not so, so much. No, yeah, not yeah. so much. Um, Althea, again, uh, really uh, welcome the opportunity to to uh, have a discussion and conversation with you. Your office is so important to our center uh, along the Treasure Coast, and uh, a lot going on in South Florida. So let's kind of start with you, Althea. Just 
a little quick background on uh, yourself, Pathway to the SBA, and then let's talk about that South Florida office. Well, thank you, Tom. It is a pleasure to be with you, and it is a pleasure to work at SBA. It is my 23rd year at SBA because I love small businesses. I'm married to an entrepreneur, and the thing I love most about them is I have characterized them in my mind as sharks. They eat what they kill. <laughs> and never and, stop swimming. Yes, and yes, they right. never stop. You got to have respect for that, yeah. right? And uh, being at SBA, we know the stats, right? We know that they are the job creators. Um, and this is, entrepreneurship is a major American dream. Our phones ring off the hook, figuratively speaking, right. about people who want to be their own business owners, you know, right. and it's so exciting to hear the things that they come up with. It's exciting to notice who's making what yeah. right. that makes my life better. I love them. They're right. the ones who bring you, you know, the next best bagel. They're the ones who bring you the, you know, great technology. Right. And for us in government, that's huge. That's right. really important. And so we know that they're the innovators. We know that they're the ones that help us do our jobs better right. across government. So it's exciting. And I'm delighted to be here at Flagle, where we get a chance to thank the lenders for the heavy lift they did during the pandemic. Uh, one of the things I mentioned was after Alan talked about the great numbers, right, the data on not only the PPP loan program that they uh, administered with um, our help, our COVID idle uh, loan data is amazing uh, and helpful for the recovery of the country. Um, and if I might brag and if I, my math was right, uh, the state of Florida received 5% of the COVID idle dollars, I right. think you said. And um, that's that's outstanding. And as I mentioned, that is a testament to the great entrepreneurial spirit that is alive in Florida yeah. and particularly South Florida. And so I'm so pleased to be with you today to talk about how awesome yeah. the SBDC network is to the health and vitality of small businesses. Yep. You're doing it, Tom, well, you and your listen. team. Uh, and, and I got to say, Althea, uh, that the we've always had this incredibly close relationship and collaboration with the South Florida office. Uh, when Janelle was in the South Florida office, Deb Salas, I mean, we, we really worked so closely together. And, uh, and I, I tell folks all the time, there's, there's not probably a week that goes by. I don't get a notice from the office, yeah. all the trainings that you're doing. So your office is really stand out in helping small business, and, and we appreciate that for sure. Well, we appreciate you, Tom. I don't want you to gloss over how important <laughs> you are to well, us. We don't... Our re resource partners. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 listen, listen, period. The Florida Small Business Development Center Network is numero uno in the country. I mean, with the way that you all cover the entire state, the professionalism, the level of expertise that you all have in the network, bar none, there's no one better. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll echo that, Tom. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm exposed to a, a lot of states, uh, SBDC and SBTDCs and kind of how they operate, you know, across the, the, the nation. And, and Florida is as good as there is. I mean, you're, you're so dynamic, so engaged. And SBA can't perform its mission without the great partners that that you provide, and and that's right. what we do. We we just try to put you in a position to be successful and ultimately to be the tip of the spear to help small business 
thrive, which they have they have done even through the pandemic. You've seen growth. Well, and you know, um, it's uh, and I'm sure you know this statistic, but uh, Florida just surpassed California in new business starts. Yeah, uh, over six hundred thousand new business starts yeah. uh, in the state of Florida, and and again in real numbers, in, in real, real numbers, numbers. right? Yeah. And and, uh, and you know. Jobs go with that. Right. Minimally, right. one job for every new start. Right. Just one. That's 600,000 new jobs right. in the state, which adds to the vitality of the state, uh, the economic vibrance of the state. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I am delighted to be a citizen of the state of Florida um, where the sun shines brightly and... Uh, Oh wait, right. let me not let me not talk about that anymore. <laughs> Stay where you are. That's right. Let's knock on some wood here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So Alan, let's um let's talk big picture here. Let's talk um uh SBA initiatives. You're here at Flagle, you rolled out uh some programs, some you've presented some data, but let's talk about what's going on uh in the SBA in terms of new initiatives. Well, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because it's been an interesting couple of years to say that say the least. And and uh, we talked about it here before. My background, you know, I'm, I'm a traditional entrepreneur and the administrative roles within SBA, we let the subject matter experts who are our tremendous teams on the district level do their job. And our, our job as administrators, there's 10 of us across the country. They pluck us out of private industry uh, for the most part when they can and bring us in in this role to be able to kind of be that liaison across the entire region and create these relationships help them strategically to do their job well. And part of that is, is our business knowledge and initiatives and, and what we have done here uh, in, in this past year going forward. The, the SBA is trying to think ahead. What does FY 23, 24, 25 look like in a post-pandemic world? We know uh, that the employee base has shifted. We know there are a lot of women in the workforce that have decided to get out of the traditional model and are looking to be innovators and entrepreneurs. That's why we've launched a record number of women's business centers across the entire country, across the region, across Florida. And that doesn't mean it excludes helping anybody. But what it means is uh, it targets uh, women that want to start a business and get access to capital, get access to training, financial literacy, getting all those pieces together and let them be entrepreneurs and highly successful. And part of this, this new economy we have in 2022 and 23 and 24 and so that, along with our digital alliance that we just launched, that we're partnering with so many great digital companies across the board, uh, which we could probably just sit here and, you know, go out Visa and Venmo and so many PayPal. So Amazon. Amazon's involved. Mm -hmm. That is a major uh, launch. And this is all free to be able to extend and amplify what our traditional brick and mortar and companies that just don't have that expertise for free, we help them be able to get into the digital economy. So right here out of Florida, right here out of Orlando, Tampa, wherever, South Florida, Jacksonville, they have, while they're sleeping, they're making money. We're creating a world, the world economy open to them. And we just want to put uh, our small business people in the best position to succeed. And when I say small business, sometimes that connotates, people think, oh, that's cute. You know, that's a couple of people, but right. sometimes it could be up to 200, 300, 400 employees. And small business is big business yeah, in really, Florida. Right. It's the biggest business. It's what it's really one of our nation's best kept secrets that yeah. we allow small businesses to thrive and succeed. Yeah. Talk to us about uh, in our region. Uh, obviously, um, for years, uh, the majority of the years our region's been around. Uh, we were really an agriculturally based economy. Uh, had some tourism, but a lot of citrus, yep. cattle. Uh, but we are seeing a big change in our region. We are seeing a, an awful lot of, of small 
advanced manufacturing uh, uh, operations yeah. come up. Uh, in fact, our center, uh, we brought on a manufacturing specialist to actually address uh, the, the growth in this uh, this sector. Talk about SBA's role in this in this manufacturing sector. Well, we have one of the main elements that beyond the digital alliance and the others is for the first time SBA has launched its directly focused uh, manufacturing nice. office. We recognize, um, you know, we you know we were stress tested the past couple of years and realized that there were really some opportunities in our logistics change globally. Why can't we do more manufacturing here and 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 you know advanced manufacturing and uh, more specialized manufacturing across the country and do this here in Florida, do it across the entire Southeast. And, and uh, your manufacturing is a huge piece for us. And, um, you know, in 2021, SBA provided $4.5 billion in loan guarantees to 486, excuse me, 4,868 small manufacturers. That was a 54% increase in one year, Tom. So that wow. tells you what's happening with uh, small business manufacturing and advanced manufacturing. And particularly here in Florida, we feel there's a huge opportunity and we're trying to put people in the position. I know you are too. We're all dedicating resources uh, to, to manufacturing a small business and advanced manufacturing uh, to be able to meet this market need. There are over 600,000 small manufacturers in the U.S. and that number is just, is just right. exploding. It's a great opportunity for the next decade, I think, here for right. Florida. Yeah. And of course, um, if a small business owner knows anything about SBA, um, they're always, of course, you know, kind of tie it to lending, yes. um, to SBA loans. Um, talk about talk about uh, the lending products and and uh, what is new and and you know there are multiple levels and again I Janelle did a great job this morning kind of talking about it's it's kind of a, a step process uh, you've got small entry level loans you've got the express loans seven A's talk a little bit about that the the lending component that that is that is well known about the SBA. Yeah, can, can go, I go ahead, please. Okay, thanks. Uh, because I really get excited when I think this about is her. This is her excitement point, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, nice, I nice. love all things all right, SBA. Everybody, everybody, relax. We're going to be here a while. All right, go ahead. Get Help comfortable. Yeah. Well, okay. So when we were talking about manufacturing, right? It makes sense that SBA would be a part of that. For why? Because when we talk about small business, like you said, it's not just mom and pop businesses. It goes and runs a gamut to very sophisticated companies that are doing advanced manufacturing. And so SBA is this wonderful, not so well-kept secret anymore that provides lending along a spectrum, okay? And what's so great is at one end of the spectrum is $500 with some of our micro lenders, yep. right? So a person who really wants uh, to put their big toe in the water can do that and get a lot of technical assistance to make sure that they actually get an ROI on $500. We have, uh, and then it goes up like through the programs that you talked about, micro lending, uh, community advantage, where mission-based lenders get into the market and provide access to capital for folks in rural communities or in uh, underserved communities or are attracted to women business owners. And then we expand beyond that to 7A, where you're really going to be seeing a lot of sophisticated businesses enter the space because the loan limit is up to $5 million. Yeah. And then those businesses that require real estate can come into our 504 program or 7A and get that asset, that durable asset's going to help them grow. Hey, y'all, 
Well, we go even beyond $5 million because one of the things that a lot of people don't know about SBA is we have venture capital too. Yes. And so then you're talking about the millions of dollars for those very sophisticated businesses who are maybe in uh, advanced technologies and uh, really poised to do serious job growth and creation. And so that spectrum covers at least the 99.9% of all businesses in America that are small by our standard. And just so y'all know, right now there's an estimated 32 million plus small businesses in America. So SBA has the ability through our lending partners through our micro lenders, through our small business investment companies program uh, players to provide access to capital for businesses, like I said, along a spectrum. So uh, hopefully your listeners will plug in somewhere along the spectrum and move up. That's the idea. And I will say this, Tom, what is very important to understand is we don't operate in a vacuum. We understand, you know, if someone is is in a small town and somewhere in Florida in a rural area, or if if they're in a major urban area, you know they just want the resources at their fingertips. So we understand there are local sources, there are state sources, there are federal. So what we like to do is is not operate in a silo. We blend together. We work with the you know the Florida you know economic development agencies. We work with the local folks and try to see how we can blend these resources to help people be successful. Because ultimately, that's what what that's what really matters. How can we put the proper resources into in an ecosystem that you guys help provide as well to be successful? So we always point them to you know sba.gov uh, to see to see what's happening. But then talk to a human, call us, reach out to our district officers. Let's get our lending specialist with you or our business development specialist, and um, and help you put a plan together and get you the right partners there locally. Yeah. So speaking of those resources, one of the ones I, of course, I love talking about is government contracting. Oh yes, and um, and 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 within our SBDC, uh, you know, center, we have a PTAC uh, certified individual that can help help those clients get woman-owned certified, minority-owned certified, veteran-owned certified, yep. uh, disabled veteran certified. And you know, we were going over some numbers the other day. Uh, the numbers really are quite staggering uh, okay. mm-hmm. of of the access to revenue and the access to contracts that these uh, certified businesses uh, received uh, in 2020. It's in the billions of dollars. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's about creating, uh, un- we have so many underserved markets as well that traditionally have just not had access to capital or to financial literacy and so many of those other pieces. And, 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 and Althea can get into it, yeah. but we have very specific measurable goals about reaching our veterans, our women, you know, historically, you know, underutilized uh, minorities and others that didn't have access to capital. We're only successful as an economy as we put our best foot forward across the board. And, 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 and small businesses are key to that. Absolutely. They, you know, they rep- right? I mean, they represent, uh, just in the economy, you yep. know, the they they represent two-thirds of all net new jobs. They're, you know, half of the workforce is employed at a small business. Mm-hmm. So when small businesses do well, the nation does well. When they're not doing well, we as a nation suffer. And so government contracting is a marvelous way for a business owner who sells what the government, the federal government, 
government buys to grow their business. One of the best things I heard not long ago, but through the during the pandemic is the best way to get money into a business is through a contract. And so, yes, you're right. We do have measurable goals as it relates to women and minorities and small businesses in general. And as you mentioned, Tom, those certifications that SBA administers, the Woman-Owned Business Program, the Hub Zone Program, the 8A Program, those represent not like one or two billion dollars. No, 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 no. no. Between, no. I think, but I think numbers yeah. I saw between veterans and women-owned was sixty billion. It's huge. It's right. a huge it's number. Massive. Yep. However, here's a hot tip for mm. your folks who are listening. Um, though we smash it out of the park every year on small businesses getting contracts in the federal marketplace and minority businesses, this year we. Crushed it at 11%. The goal is only 5%. We, we've met next year's goal this year, basically. <laughs> right, we, and then some. Yeah. Yep. And um, we don't have any real challenges with meeting the veteran-owned goal because we know that veterans index very high for success in business. So they're crushing it in the federal marketplace. But there are two areas. All right, let's hear it. Let's go. That people, if you meet this these criteria... Consider the federal marketplace. That's women and the hub zone program. And the, yep. of course, if you're a woman owned business, you've got to be 51% or more owned by uh, a one woman or a group of women. Uh, and then you can be considered woman owned. And there are very specific industries among them manufacturing, but also lawyers, accountants, marketing reps, uh, advertising. They have the potential to have their those contracts in those areas set aside for woman owned competition only. So you cut out the universe of potential players and you distill it down to a handful of people and then you really can have access to the to the to the contract but also hub zone Hub zone doesn't matter who you are, how you were born, just that you're small and where you're located. If yep. you can locate your business in a historically underutilized business zone, and in Florida, some whole counties are hub zones. Right. So, you know, you can put your business there and you have to have 35% of your employees living in any hub zone. Can you say virtual? Right. Okay, I'm just I'm just helping you folks. So get that hub zone certification and What's also neat about HubZone is those uh, businesses enjoy price preferences in uh, the federal marketplace. And listen, we're not making the goal year over year in the aggregate in government. We're not making those goals. So contracting officers should be very responsive to, hey, 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 I've got a HubZone certification. I want, don't you want to have that contract over to me? But... But we're not, right, as an organization, the government, we're not just handing contracts to people who are not qualified. Right. And this is where you come in, right, Tom, and the PTAC to help small businesses get ready for the federal marketplace. That is not a, a playground. That is a cutthroat marketplace, and you've got to be ready for it. And what's great about the PTAC is that they can help you learn the government lingo at the local level. Local municipalities want to do business with small business. Yes, their measurement of small business is not quite as large as ours. So it's a great place to start and grow into the Florida market, uh, federal, uh, excuse me, federal Florida government marketplace. Right. And then, you know, build on up to the federal marketplace. Nice. It's amazing. 
Um, let's talk, you've mentioned the uh, term financial literacy a couple of times. Yes. So important. And I, again, I, I said earlier that I can't go a week without getting a newsletter about all the offerings out of South Florida. Uh, SBA is very engaged in financial literacy, are you not? We are. It's, it's one of our key tenants. I mean, and, and, you know, we learned this as Althea mentioned in her comments to the, to the general session before we came to, to sit with you that we were really stress test during uh, the PPP and during that whole process in the pandemic. We found out uh, that small businesses did not meet the mark in terms of having their basic financial literacy in place. Uh, uh, your tax records, you know, you're keeping up, you know, with with you just your your basic basic uh, cash flow and mm-hmm. payroll and all the other elements. And then we find out every time there is a a disaster situation because be because SBA is here. To, to many times, you know, businesses just aren't ready. For, they don't have the insurance in place and others, right. but we can step in and help them get through these tough areas. But financial literacy is a priority for our administrator. And it's something that it sounds simple, but we want to bring th- people through the program with SBA. You're an important part of this. And just if you can just get the basics down pat, right. it prepares you for all these other pieces that we're so excited about. Um, and we just want to be your guidepost and in, in, in partnering with with you, our wonderful partners like you and 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 bring them along this path. But that's where it all starts with financial literacy. And you know, it's unavoidable. It really is. If you're going to truly maximize your potential as an entrepreneur, you've got to know the financial literacy piece of it yep. because right. it will and did preclude people from right. getting what is essentially free money to Correct. keep your people paid while you had no yep. income and they couldn't they couldn't meet it because they'd been paying people under the table or they'd right. been giving everybody 1099s and this program is funded by taxpayers if you're a business owner who's not paying into income tax Right. You you know you're not going to be able to put your hand in that cookie jar. There's no way to get to the next level next, on the right. sly. You, right. you just can't do it. I mean, many of us we always know people have street hustle and other businesses they kind of do and yeah. they do things in cash and but ultimately if you want to get in government contracting because that's what they look at as well. Yeah. If you want to get right. in, they say, "Well, how long have you been in business? What right. what what is your what was your taxable income on those next number of years?" And that allows you to get into things like our 8A program that you could ultimately get sole source government contracting and and that's generational wealth, yes. Tom, for people yep. going through this program that put them in a position for them and their kids and next, you know, to have. And, and it's not just about widgets. As you said, you could be in a, there's so many elements of what the government, we're the largest provider of goods and services in the no, world. No, not is the providers. US, no, we're, me, the buyer. we're consumers. Consumers <laughs> in the world is, <laughs> is our government, federal government contractors. That's right. So, under, so let that sink in for a minute. So yeah. that amount of flow and that opportunity is there for us. Well, and we want to connect people. And you're, you're speaking our language. We administered a couple of grant programs for a couple of cities and yep. counties, municipalities. And yes, there was actually free grant money out there through the CARES Act. And the basic requirement was show us how the pandemics affected you, which yeah. required you just to run two financials. And uh, so many businesses couldn't do it. And we, mm-hmm. we thought the same thing. We thought this is uh, where we've got to be. We've got to be giving that basic financial literacy. So they have the basic financials, balance sheet, income statement, yep. P&L. Yeah, and so many don't. And right. and so here's my plea to your audience. You know, when we roll out our financial literacy uh, webinars and events, you know, decide today 
that you're going to take them. I know it's not as interesting as, you know, um, as our being, podcast. being a lawyer, of course not. you know, or, you know, litigating or cleaning teeth or, right, you right. know, doing heart surgery. I know, I know it's not, it's not exciting. I get it. The accountants love it. Right? right. But commit yourself to learning what you don't know, because look, there's a lot you don't know, but this thing that I'm talking about, financial literacy actually can make the difference right. in your life. And you talked about generational wealth. Yes. Do you know that you can't even really properly sell your business if you don't pay taxes, oh, right. if you run everything, all your expenses through your business, right. your business isn't worth anything. Why should I pay you 5 million for it? Because right. you, you, you decided to retire. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really key and critical. So when we roll that out this year in FY23, friends, please come. And, and Tom, we could talk for hours, you know that, but I know you, you only have so much time for well, us, but we appreciate it. And, that, and, that's, and I got just one more question. We're going to wrap it up here. But of course, we're here we are in Florida. It's the middle of hurricane season. So let's just uh, kind of end on, uh, again, another important note, uh, disaster preparedness, uh, disaster response. I mean, the SBA is a big, big part of that. So just kind of uh, talk to us about where we are in, in, in that phase of our year here with the SBA. Well, if, if you look along uh, this region and obviously Florida, and, and I, you know, I have a lot of coastline. I have from the Carolinas all the way around Florida yes, do, to yeah. Mississippi, and we there's legendary storms that we all have dealt with. And and many times these these are, these aren't just coastal factors; these are inland factors. Kentucky, uh, poor Kentucky, last December, 26 tornadoes in December, um, and then you know record 18 feet of flooding a couple of months ago. So, an important part of our mission, which which often gets overlooked, is Look, we all we all hear about FEMA because FEMA comes in like Superman. FEMA's the band-aid, but we're the ones that stay with you. Right. SBA helps you to slow down. How do we get your business rebuilt? How do we your home rebuilt? We we cover all these elements uh, and walk you through this process. We're there with you for the long haul, trying to make you better off than you were before. For example, in Western Kentucky, some of the things we're doing is we recognize that people that we're going to build back. To, you know, to, to have confidence in building back in these communities. You know, we built safe rooms. We funded uh, structures that were better than the ones that they had before, so they feel confident to be back in these communities. So again, you measure those in families impacted and lives impacted. And, and the Office of Disaster Assistance is, is part of SBA, and they have a, a, um, they've re reimagined how they do it now with their something they call the blue skies approach. They're trying to get these communities in advance, like we talk about financial literacy, we're trying to bring that financial literacy to disaster preparedness. And I, I sent an op-ed out uh, last month talking uh, to Florida and North Carolina all on the coast and saying, hey, guys, you know, do, do, is your insurance paid up? You know, wh where's a copy of, of, of your important financial documents? Are they digital? So what's your 72-hour plan? You know, if the power goes out, what's going to happen? So um, we want to get people ahead of that and allow them to be able to bounce back when we deal with these issues. So right. thank you. I. Listen, uh, I really, really, really appreciate your time uh, breaking away from Flagle. I know uh, you guys uh, have a busy schedule here because um, you're a big part of, uh, of government guaranteed lending. In, in fact, I, I think you are. I think uh, we were probably, yeah, at this point, <laughs> I think no one's doing we're, more we're than us. We're the show in town. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, it is our very uh, good friend and, uh, and important partner, uh, Althea Harris, who serves as the Deputy District Director uh, with the South Florida uh, District Office of the SBA. Althea, thank you for all you do. Thank you for the partnership. Thank you for the support. My we pleasure. appreciate it. My pleasure. And look forward to having you a little more, a uh, little I'll more of you in uh, Treasure Coast. Do, do you think y'all can handle it? <laughs> 
Well, listen, you don't even have to drive anymore. Her, you can take Hurricane you, Althea will blow right, in anytime. Right. Well, it that's won't right. be long, Althea. You can just take the train up. So I know. I, I'm telling that's you, phenomenal. Listen, Florida's happening, y'all. I know. Oh, and uh, and Alan, we appreciate you uh, taking time out, uh, joining us today on Small Biz Florida and Thank all you, that you do. Uh, with the SBA as the uh, regional administrator. And I'll tell everybody this, you know, there's a reason I spend a lot of my time here in the state of Florida. It, it's 10 states within one. And I'm um, just, I, I'm so excited about the dynamic opportunities here. And and I look forward for you and I talking again yes. soon, but also maybe a year from now talking about some major advancements we've been able to right. make here in Florida. Thank I, you. I love it. All right. Uh, it is the SBA. Uh, again, uh, one of those uh, resources that when I was in small business, I just didn't understand and uh, wish I had known it. And I encourage every small business owner out there to really understand who the SBA is, uh, what they do, how you can leverage them uh, to enhance your business, grow and increase revenue. So it because it, it, it is real. Uh, it is real. Uh, with that, uh, again, this is Small Biz Florida. We're coming to you from the annual Flagel Conference, the Florida Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders. Uh, we want to thank again Alan and, and Althea with the SBA. And uh, stay tuned because there's a whole lot more to come uh, from Flagel. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.